Hey there. If you like this podcast, you are going to love my new book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Reclaim Your Sovereignty. In Needy, I share my unique approach to identifying, honoring, and advocating for the most tender and true parts of yourself that are yearning to be acknowledged. It is an invitation to embody self-acceptance, which leads to meaningful growth in self-responsibility, self-care, self-trust, and self-love. All of the themes that we talk about all of the time on this podcast. Woven with threads of timeless wisdom, honest assessments of our needs, and heartfelt personal stories of transformation from yours truly and others, Needy illustrates a profound vision for what is possible when you listen to the stirrings of your heart and reclaim your undisputed sovereignty in your life. Now, you can get Needy wherever books are sold, but if you are a podcast super fan, you might appreciate the audiobook, which I do narrate, which you can find on Audible. Now on to today's show. Hey there, it's your host, Mara Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. To get more information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Hey there, everyone. I'm really excited to be here with you today talking about enoughness and more specifically the fact of the matter, which is that each and every one of us have a responsibility to ourselves to be the determiner of our own enoughness. And while so many of us uh, outsource this very, very important job to the people in our lives, to the public at large, to this nameless, faceless horde, to our Instagram followers or our Facebook friends or our real life friends or the people on the other side of a text message or the people in our office. We are collectively uh, outsourcing so much of our personal power by having other people external to us being in charge of telling us or showing us when we have done enough, which of course they never do because this is real life. And it's very rare that somebody comes along and says, oh, you know, you've done so much work. I see you. I'm validating all of your your labor and your effort and you should rest now. You've done enough. And so the question becomes, how do we choose to validate our own worth? How do we choose to decide when enough is enough in a world that is constantly moving and constantly asking more of us? The other day I was talking to my little sister on the phone about feeling stressed out and overwhelmed. And she said to me that I work in one of the scariest places in the world. And I paused and I thought, what do you mean? You know, scariest places in the world. It's not very scary. I work in my nice office, my nice house. And she says, the internet. 
right? And the internet is scary because the internet never sleeps. There's always something to read, an opinion being offered to consider, something to do, more to do, more to do, more to do. But in that way, the internet really reflects everyday life for every one of us, where there are endless piles of projects to complete, endless piles of laundry to fold, endless needs of our own, endless needs of the people around us to tend to and meet and take care of. And it's that feeling of, you know, I have to stay on top of it. Otherwise, I'm going to be kind of swallowed up by this deep abyss of unmet need that surrounds me. And so what is required of us in this space is to reclaim that power of determining for ourselves when enough is enough, to really bring in personal boundaries, to create some structure around what we're doing, how we're spending our time and how much intention we are bringing to the things that we're doing. Because what I notice in myself and in my clients and in the people around me is that we're doing so many things, we're kind of doing nothing. You know, it's like we have so many tabs open on our internet browser that we're never really focused on anything. We are multitasking so much that we're never really getting anything done. And so instead of that delicious depth, that mastery, that feeling of self-satisfaction and completion, we are hovering somewhere at the surface because we've taken on too much. And partially this is because we are taught that uh, if we're going to be good, if we're going to be deserving, if we're going to be worthy and whole, we have to do it all. We have to do it all and we have to do it flawlessly, that we can earn our place in our relationships or in society by achieving a certain level of perfection and success. And we believe that with our goodness comes our safety, that somehow if we check a certain number of boxes or we put things in a certain order or we hold ourselves to a multitude of societal expectations that we will be safe, that our partners won't leave us, that bad things won't happen to our families, that um, bad things won't happen in the world, right? If we um, if we show up enough, if we donate enough money, if we have enough difficult conversations, that we can somehow keep ourselves and other people safe. When the truth is that that safety is an illusion and learning to tolerate our own discomfort around, you know, the grief that we feel in um, not being able to necessarily do the things to ensure and safeguard against losing the things that we hold dear. No perfectionist, and I'm a recovering perfectionist myself. Perfectionists love to think that if they do a certain amount of things, if they achieve a certain amount of things, if they project a certain image of perfection out into the world around them, that they will be safe, that they will gain entree into all of the things that they want for themselves, all of the things that they've been dreaming of for so long. 
And so, you know, we get caught in this space of being too much, but also feeling like we're not enough. And we get caught in this space of really being afraid to be who we are and where we are in our lives. And so today's conversation is going to really challenge some of your perceptions about who you are and where you are and what you are capable of. Because one aspect of self-care, one aspect of meeting your needs is getting to the bottom of the magical thinking that keeps you like a hamster churning on a wheel, chronically underestimating how much time it's going to take you to do things. And so you stack your to-do list full of 97,000 million things and you say, great, I'll have this done by 3 p.m. And you are constantly failing. You are constantly falling short of your expectations for yourself and reinforcing that idea that you aren't good enough, that you don't do enough, that everyone else is doing better than you, none of which is true. So the first thing that we need to really examine is this idea that you can do anything, but you cannot do everything. So, you know, the truth here is that each and every one of us is capable of so much. We could take our day, take our time, take our education, take our relationships, take our work in so many different directions. And in that way, the possibilities are endless. But just because we can do anything doesn't mean that we can do everything. And it certainly doesn't mean that we can do everything all at the same time. It is impossible to do everything all at the same time. And yet, you know, in your kitchen or your car, wherever you're listening to this, raise your hand if you are trying to do everything all at the same time. I mean, I know that I am. And I know that those moments when I find myself feeling truly burnt out are those moments when I am just adding and adding and adding and adding and adding to my to-do list without giving any thought to the energetic output that doing all of those things requires and not giving any thought to what I need as a human to restore my energy reserves so that I can keep working at the pace that I'm working at. And so I see all of this available time in my life, time that could be spent sleeping or cooking something delicious for dinner or giggling with my daughter or reading a book or watering my garden or doing anything that really restores me and really fills me up. And I just see, wow, okay, here's, you know, all of this time is ripe for shoving in a bunch of other things to do. More housework, more coaching, more projects, more, 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 more. And so what's required of us is that we get really honest with ourselves about the fact that while we are capable of so much and we could take our lives in so many different directions, we cannot do everything all at the same time. And we certainly can't do everything well all at the same time. And living that way sets us up to feel fragmented, to feel less than, to feel scattered, to feel like we're just spread so thin 
and blame that on ourselves when really all of those feelings are a symptom of trying to do too much, trying to be too much to too many people. So that's a call for us to really have an honest conversation with ourselves about what we want and need to do with our time and to begin to prioritize the things that are at the top of that list and to really hold ourselves, lovingly hold ourselves accountable to finishing the projects that we have started before we pick up new projects. And this isn't to say, you know, you have permission to change your mind. This isn't to say that the only way to do things is to finish something and then start something new, because sometimes projects don't, you know, their their lifespan isn't to completion. We start them, we realize it's not for us. Um, or, you know, we realize that We've gotten enough out of it to a certain point, and that's a natural stopping point. And so I'm not asking you to put these decisions on autopilot and kind of blindly uh, follow this recipe. This is a conversation that you're having with yourself about how much is on your plate, about how much of what is on your plate you actually want to do about what might be on your plate that you have there because you think you should do it or you think you should want it when the truth is doesn't hold a lot of excitement or enthusiasm for you. You don't really want to do it. Those things need to get off your list because your list becomes your life. And if you want a life filled with things that light you up, You don't have time to spend on doing things simply because you think that you should do them or you think that other people expect you to do them. Now, sometimes on your list, there's going to be things that you at one point had a lot of excitement for. That's going back to that permission to change your mind. If you once had excitement for that thing on your list, you can ask yourself, do I still have excitement for this? Yes or no? If the answer is no, that needs to go at least to the bottom of your list. Maybe you don't have to take it off your list completely. And then you want to look at what's left and you want to say, you know, what do I have the most excitement for? What what do I have the greatest need to do? You know, sometimes things are going to be on our list and they're not totally exciting, right? Like I'm not thrilled about doing my taxes. I'm not thrilled about cleaning my closets. but Those actions uh, help me to have the kind of life that I want to have, one where I am in financial integrity, one where I don't look at my closet and cringe, wondering what's in there every single time I walk by, right? So, you know, some of the things that you're going to prioritize may not be capital F fun for you, but that doesn't mean that you don't do them. And, you know, again, this is a conversation with yourself. What lights me up? What do I actually have motivation for? What am I going to choose to do? Because it supports the kind of life that I want to have. And once you get a better idea of what those priorities are, you know, and I, I really recommend working with no more than three at one time. I do this in my life. I do this in my business. 
And sometimes three is honestly too many. You know, maybe I have one priority in my, my personal life, one priority in my business, but, you know, really, really holding myself to getting specific so that I can know what my priorities are so that I can make time for them. And then, and then asking myself, what do I need personally? What needs need to be met in order for me to be able to do the thing that I have committed myself to? And that goes back to that idea of the energetic input and output, right? If you think about this, like, um, you know, scales that balance, how much energy is this going to take from me? And how, what, how much am I going to need to give to myself in order to keep those scales relatively balanced? Because some things have a greater energetic output than others. And, and again, this is really, really personal. If something's emotional for you, if, you know, your priority is to clean your house and you have a lot of possessions that are really emotional for you, or you need to go through your closet where you have a lot of clothing from your parent who passed away, or, um, you know, there's something that, that you need to deal with that holds an energetic charge. You want to make sure that you are giving more to yourself to be able to get that thing done. That is a part of honoring your experience. And when we think about this enoughness, right? Creating these boundaries with ourselves to decide when enough is enough, creating these priority lists and holding ourselves accountable to unitasking versus multitasking helps us bring a level of intentionality to our actions so that on the whole, we can get more done and feel better. Because so many of the brilliant, amazing, gorgeous women that I work with are struggling with this idea that they should always be on, always be doing, and never turn off, never give themselves that space to really restore themselves. And so they're kind of never doing anything, right? They're never working wholly because they're exhausted and they're never playing, tending to themselves, living their lives wholly because they're telling themselves that they should be working. And so I'm asking you to bring a level of intention to how you're spending your time and to really thinking about, okay, well, this is the time when I'm going to be doing this thing. And then this is the time when I'm going to be giving to myself and not doing that thing anymore. Coach and writer Jennifer Loudon, who I love, uh, refers to this as creating a container of enoughness. And she teaches this idea that you have two ways of creating a container of enoughness. The first is that you create a to-do list that a real live actual human can accomplish in a set period of time. And the second container is the amount of time that you're going to work. So either you're going to do the things that are on this list, or you're going to do as much as you can get done in this period of time, and that will be your container. 
I find that for people pleasers, perfectionists, over deliverers amongst us, of which I (laughs) know I am in good company, that the first um, container of enoughness can be really tricky because of that magical thinking around how much time things will take you. So, you know, I could look at my to-do list for today. There's about 14 things on it. There's no possible way that I'm going to get those things done between now and when I turn off my business for the day and go to physical therapy for my ankle. So what is that? Right? What is that? I have created that list underestimating how long each of those tasks are going to take me, even though I know myself, even though this happens on a near daily basis, even though, even though I'm practiced in creating my own containers of enoughness, there's something that drives me and it's partially excitement for the work that I'm doing. So it's not that this is all negative, but there's something in me that (laughs) seeks to create these lists that are so grandiose, so out of control that no real live human being could actually accomplish them on any given day, even if I worked all day and all night. So I am a big fan of the second container of enoughness, which is the set period of time. And how that looks is, you know, right now, as I'm recording this, it's one o'clock. I have to leave to go to physical therapy at 3 p.m. So there's, you know, nine things left on my list, and I'm going to do as many of them as possible between now and 3 p.m., and then I will be finished. Because the idea with creating a container of enoughness is that is the boundary with yourself. Either the things on this list or this set period of time, and then I will be finished. And by saying, and then I will be finished, what you're really saying is, and then I will say to myself that I did a good enough job, that I did enough work, that I can be proud of myself for today. Because here's one of the real pain points around not enoughness around outsourcing the validation for having done enough to other people is that we carry this hurt around feeling like we're never doing enough. We're never good enough for anybody else. And so when we reclaim that role, as our own validator of enoughness, we very powerfully deliver the message to ourselves on a daily basis that we have done good work, that we can be proud of ourselves, that we accomplished what we said we were going to accomplish. So at 3 p.m. when that rolls around, I can look down at my list, look at how many things I crossed off and say to myself, okay, you know, I made the most out of these couple hours that I possibly could, and that is good work. Is there more that I could do? Yeah, totally. Is there always going to be more that I could do? Yeah, totally. But leaning into that idea keeps me up at night. Leaning into that idea is a surefire recipe for burnout. Leaning into that idea leaves me scrambling, feeling like I'm not good enough, feeling like I'm never going to be good enough for anybody, feeling like everybody's probably judging me, feeling like everyone thinks I should and could do more. 
instead of standing in my power and saying to myself, this is the boundary that you set for yourself. This is the container that you said you were going to work in. You did it. Good job. We'll start again tomorrow, right? Enough is enough. We'll start again tomorrow. And the important thing about this is that we have to honor our boundaries. And this can be tricky. Sometimes, you know, partway through there, I'm really hitting my zone. I'm really getting into it. I'm really feeling like, oh, wow, yeah, I could keep going for hours. I could keep going all night long. I could keep working on this thing, writing this thing. I'm feeling jazzed. I'm feeling excited. I should just, you know, I can push it a little bit more. But part of this relationship with ourselves, part of these boundaries have to do with self-trust have to do with following through and doing the things that we say that we're going to do. So if I say to myself, all you have to do, Mara, are the things on this list. And then once I'm done, I add five things more. I am breaking my own trust. Then the next time that that comes and I sit up my conversation with myself and I say, okay, Mara, all you have to do are the things on this list. I'm not going to believe myself. This isn't going to work anymore. Or if I say you only have to work until this time and then you're going to be good and then you're going to have done it, then you can make dinner or watch TV or read a book or go outside or have some fun. And I push through that. I'm not going to trust myself the next time. And this is where the internal boundaries come in. And you guys, this, it can be clunky right? You know, I I could come to that time. I could feel so much resistance. I could not want to stop. I could get emotional. I could be frustrated with myself, but you don't have to do this perfectly as in, you know, (laughs) where everything's all like rosy and lovely. You can have feelings, but the more that you are able to set the boundaries of enoughness with yourself, the more that you are able to really actively go in and participate in these conversations about how much you're going to get done, what you're going to determine is good enough for today, and then what you're going to do to take care of yourself and restore your energy so that you can start again tomorrow. The more that you do this, the better that all of this is going to work because we will be building trust because we're going to be building trust. And, you know, this all comes down to deciding for yourself when enough is enough, which can be tricky. It can be problematic. We are all, you know, we were raised, we are living in a world that demands more from us than we are actually humanly capable of offering or delivering. And so there's something subversive and controversial to reclaiming your right to decide when enough is enough, but I'm asking you to do it anyway, because you being able to feel as well cared for, as well rested, have your needs met as much as possible only enhances your personal power and your ability to get things done. Because there's no one else on this planet like you. You are the only person who can do things exactly the way that you can. And we need you, right? We need you. And we need you in as good a form as possible. 
which means as clear as possible, as whole as possible, as good feeling as possible, as vibrant as possible. And all of those things require you to be tending to yourself and having the time or the energy to tend to yourself requires you having really impeccable boundaries when it comes to how much is enough, enough work, enough housework, enough worrying, enough whatever, right? Whatever it is that you're struggling with, enough obsessing, enough scrolling, because you don't run on nothing. You need your own care. You need things that are going to refill your reserves so that you can keep showing up. You can keep doing this work in a way that is actually sustainable for you over the course of your life. So thank you so much for joining me, t- joining me today. Uh, this is a topic that is close to my heart. I think it is absolutely crucial. It's something that I practice every single day. And if you want to hang out with me and talk more about enoughness, my next Sovereign Summer uh, workshop, which is coming up at the end of July, is all about creating containers of enoughness for yourself. And you can find out more information about that on my website at maraglatzel.com backslash summer. So if this just piqued your interest and you need to hear all of my best tools and tricks about creating these containers of enoughness for yourself, creating these boundaries with yourself, I hope that you will join me there. And again, I know that your time, your energy is precious, and I want to thank you so much for spending a little bit of it with me today. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Needy Podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you want to know more about Needy or want to tend to your needs with a free Needy toolkit, dance on over to the needypodcast.com. If you love today's show, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you.